0: If you will turn with me to Luke 22. We're going to look at something that that, uh, we all know, but I think we need to look, well, uh, the Spirit of God wants to look at it again. All right, Luke 22, I'm going to begin in verse 15. Jesus makes a marvelous statement here. And he said unto them, with desire. And if you look that up, he says, with great desire. I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Jesus wanted to sit down with the 12 and eat the Passover with his disciples, and he's on his way to the cross. He said, For I say unto you, I will eat no more thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. (laughs) And he took the cup, and he gave thanks. And he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine, until the kingdom of God shall come. And he That's took that. bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it. Amen. And he gave it unto them, saying, This is Amen. my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In another place, it <laughs> said, This is my body, which is broken for you. <laughs> now, I want you to notice here, there are two things that Jesus is giving to the disciples. Two, not one, two. And we go on. Likewise, also the cup after supper saying, this is the new Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. He gave two things. He gave them the bread and he gave them the cup. He gave them the bread and he gave them the wine. The bread was his body. The wine was his blood. Two things had to happen. Two things had to happen. There had to be a broken body and there had to be a shedding of the blood. Now, turn with me to Romans 3. My God. You all right? Okay. Romans 3. I'm going to begin in verse, let's begin in verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, following the Ten Commandments. Amen. Got any, you got enough guts to read this? Because some of you need to hear it. It says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, following those Ten Commandments, there shall no flesh be justified in this sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. You want to know how you know what sin is you read the you know the law it said but now the righteousness of god without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets moses spoke of it it's coming and it was it's here it says even the righteousness of god which is by faith of jesus christ unto all and upon all them that believe for there's no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us sinned. In fact, every one of us sinned in Adam. There is sin in us because of Adam. Even I love it the way John says, if you say you have not sinned, that you, you makes you a liar. Well, Guess what? If you're a liar, you're a, you're a sinner. So you're a sinner no matter what you do. You're a sinner. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But look, being justified freely. Being justified freely. Yeah. Justified. Justified means yeah. that the sin is no longer there. Justified means not only that the sin is forgiven, God. but the sin is taken away. And not only that the sin is taken away, but the punishment for the sin is taken away. And not only that, turn with me to Hebrews 10. I want to read you something about justification. This is what that blood did. Jesus said two things had to happen. There had to be a broken body and there had to be a shedding of the blood. I want us to read from Hebrews 10 verse 1. It says, For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices would they offered year by year continually make the comers there unto perfect. Couldn't make them perfect. It could not make them perfect. It says, For then would they have not ceased to be offered. If the law would have made somebody perfect, there would have been a day they would have not had to sacrifice anymore because the sins would have been all gone. But they had to sacrifice every year for the sins that they committed the previous year. It says, for they not cease to be offered because the worshipers once purged, look at that word purged, should have no more uh, conscience of sin of sin, not even remembering that you did it. Do you hear that? No more conscience of sin, not even remembering that you even did it. That is justification. That is justification. You don't even remember what you did. It is that far gone. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus said, I desire to eat this with you this Passover because two things are going to happen. One, there's going to be a broken body. He had to pay for your sin. He had to pay for it. But the other thing that happened was justification. And that justification came by the blood. It came by the blood. Let's go back to Romans 3. I'm going to go back to verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified. Where you don't even remember the sin. It's that far gone. There is no conscience because there's no sin there. Even the remembrance is gone. That's what the blood of Jesus can do for you. That's what the blood of Jesus can do for you. It says being justified freely. Freely. that word freely, Uh, like I say before, you didn't ask for it. You didn't ask for it, but it was done for you anyway. It says being justified freely by his grace, his grace, his grace, something you don't deserve. You didn't ask for it. You didn't even want it, and God did it anyway. That's grace. Grace is helping you when you don't even deserve it. That is the love of God. That is the love of God. It says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 25, whom God set forth, set forth, foreordained to be a propitiation through faith, through faith in his blood. In his blood. It took a broken body and it took the blood. But the blood is what justified. The blood is what justified. If you will go back with me to Leviticus 17. This is the yearly sacrifice they made. And I, I want to share some uh, just something out of it. If you will go with me to Leviticus 16, 14. It says, and then he shall take the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it in his finger upon the mercy seat eastward. And before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times. And then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring his blood within the veil. And do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock. And he shall sprinkle it upon the mercy seat before the mercy seat. And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, and because of their transgressions and all their sins. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. And there shall no man be in the tabernacle of the congregation when he goeth in to make atonement on the, in the holy place until he comes out. And made atonement for himself and for his household and for all the congregation of Israel. And the next, the next goat, every the, the leaders of Israel lay their hands on the goat. And in before in Leviticus 4 with the sin offerings, they lay their hands on the animal and the sin transfers from the animal to the person. The sin will transfer from the animal to the person. You see, that's why uh, Paul said, lay hands suddenly on no man. The sin transfers to that person. Now, I mean, to that animal. Now the animal is killed, and that blood, that blood is sprinkled on the altar. That blood is sprinkled on the altar, and that blood is what appeases the Father. And now in Romans 3. Yes, sir.
1: May I ask a question?
0: Yes.
1: To get understanding, it's a sin um, from the man. It goes on the goat. Amen. Is that right?
0: That's right.
1: Man to goat.
0: Man to goat.
1: So, sin can let go man to man. Yes. That's why it says, lay hands on no man suddenly.
0: Be not partaker of their sin.
1: Another man's sin, keep yourself pure. Amen. What's going on with me? this morning is overcoming sin Amen. of other people I just need to get
0: that in I'm sure that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this go ahead okay, Romans 3 25 again whom God has set forth to be a propitiation if you look at that word of, uh, propitiation it talks about the mercy seat it talks about the moment that the blood hit the mercy seat The moment the blood hit the mercy seat, that's when the father was appeased. He wasn't appeased when the animal was killed. He was appeased when the blood went on the mercy seat. That's where God received the offering, and that's where forgiveness was. Jesus, Jesus was our appeaser. Jesus is your and my appeaser. But the wonderful thing about Jesus and that blood, remember there were two things he said was going to happen. There was going to be a broken body and there was going to be blood. There was going to be blood. When Jesus shed his blood, and I've shared this before, on the cross, they put the spear in and out came the blood and the water out of a dead man. The blood came out of a dead man. Jesus wasn't alive when they put the spear in. A dead man. That blood came out. And Jesus took that blood after he was raised again to the holiest of holies and like i ministered before the father met him there the father met jesus in the holiest of holies jesus was bringing his blood i can just i can't even imagine what it was like in heaven knowing jesus was on his way with his blood all humanity was going to be justified when jesus walked into that holiest of holies and the father was, was there to meet him. Just like he was there to meet Moses on the mercy seat. The father said, I will meet you. I will meet you on the mercy seat. And I will meet Aaron when he brings in the sacrifice. The father was there to meet Jesus when he brought that blood in. And when he sprinkled that blood in that holiest of holies, you and I were justified. The Father saw our sin no more. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Turn with me to Hebrews 9. Hallelujah. It says, I'm going to begin in verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and goats, which the Father received in the tabernacle, when that blood was received, the sin was forgiven. But it was not justified. We just read the blood of animals cannot justify a person. They can't. They just cover the sin over. Why do you want to be under the law? Why do you want to try to obey the Ten Commandments when Peter even said you can't? Why do you want to do that when there is so much better sacrifice? That blood that Jesus shed. Now, verse 13, for if the blood of goats and bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, the outside, how much more, how much more shall the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, without spot to God, purge your conscience. Your conscience, that blood, your faith, it takes your faith, your faith, and that blood will purge your conscience. You don't even remember the sin. And you know what the wonderful thing about that is? Neither does the Father. Neither does the Father. You don't remember it, and the Father doesn't remember it. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Isn't that a wonderful thing? It takes your faith. It takes your trust. It takes your looking at. It takes your grasping onto. It takes your prayer. It takes lots of prayer. i tell you what, I have shared this before, but there were certain things in my life I had a hard time just getting myself justified from. And the verse, if you will turn with me to Romans 5, one. Oh, I used to hate this verse. I used to hate it because it talked to me every time I read it. It condemned me every time I read it. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And in my heart, there was no peace with God. There wasn't. I just didn't have any peace with God. And every time I read this verse, it was like a knife going into my gut. There was no peace. Why? I didn't have faith. In the blood. I didn't have faith. For what the blood did. If you will go to verse 9. It says much more than now being justified. How? How are you justified? By his blood. By his blood. Not just the sacrifice on the tree. But the blood. Jesus said. It takes two things. I'm going to have a broken body. And I'm going to pour out the blood. And when that blood pours out. When you have your faith. With what that blood did, it will purge your conscience. And I am here to tell you, I have no conscience. There is no guilt in me today of anything. Of anything. Oh, what a change. Oh, what a change. I used to be guilty about everything. I used to be guilty about everything. Even sins I didn't commit, I felt guilty. I did. But you know what? The blood. Faith in that blood. My conscience is being purged now. I say today, this morning. There's no, there's no, um, no condemnation about any sin. You know what? There might be this afternoon. Turn with me to First John one. That doesn't matter anymore. First John one. It says, um, let's see. It goes, if we, verse seven, if we walk in the light. If we walk in the gospel, the gospel is a light. It's as he is in a light. We have fellowship one with another and the blood. And the blood, what Jesus shed, what Jesus took to heaven and sprinkled the heavenlies. What washes you. What washes you? He said, and that blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The sin comes up, your faith is in the blood, you pray with your faith. About the blood of Jesus and the sin is purged. There is no more conscience. But it takes your faith. It takes your faith in that blood. If you have no faith in the blood, it's not going to get purged. It won't manifest. It was done 2,000 years ago. But it takes your faith to believe it. And when your faith works with that blood, there is no more conscience that you even did it thank God that's that's the power that Jesus put that's I have to say it that is the power in the blood it purges it will take it will clean your conscience now the first thing before God can even do that you are going to need to be born again Jesus said you must be You must get Jesus into your heart. You must. Jesus said you must be born again. When you do that, when Jesus comes into your heart, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Why? Because the Lamb's in you. You must be born again. And I'm going to give Dole back this and at the end of the program, I pray that he will lead you on how to be born again.
1: My friends, I want to tell you something. There's only one way to miss hell. I'm not a hellfire preacher, but there's just one way for every man and every woman to miss hell. And that's believe on the Lord Jesus Christ who died for He was buried. He rose again the third day. Believe on him. Believe is to rely on him. Trust in him. Adhere to him. Walk with him. Walk daily with him. Humble yourself to walk. Thank God. Take up your cross daily and follow me. My sheep though, my voice, saith the Lord. So if you're a sheep, one minute. you can hear it and you can follow it. What do you say, a minute? I said a minute, yeah,
0: one
1: minute. You can follow it. You can follow Him daily. You can follow Him. All of your steps are ordered in His Word. Pay attention to Him. And watch salvation manifest in your life. In your life, in your soul. You'll be saved. 15. You'll be saved. Just call upon the name of Jesus. Now, and Again, your salvation walk.
0: Jesus. 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 Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you for
1: joining Kathy Davidson, God bless.